look at that. That's me years ago. That was me going on stage um, opening for uh, Enrique Iglesias when he came to Dubai uh, on stage. And he's a very cool man. Very, very cool indeed. But that's a picture. I mean, it's going back, what, 25 years or so ago? No belly, looking thin and cool and groovy uh, as opposed to now looking like... Uh, if I said Jeffrey Wright, you'll have no idea what I'm talking about. But you know when people say, who do you look like? I don't look like anybody. I feel like Morgan Freeman. But you know Jeffrey Wright, who plays Felix Leiter in the James Bond movies? James, you better move your ass. He's the nearest to a Hollywood star that I look like. And you don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? Google him. Jeffrey Wright, very cool actor, but not anybody's poster on the wall. Wow, I would have looked like him. Same with me. Okay, so have another look at this, because today's show is all about this. Today's show is all about how to bring up the rock star in you. I've got loads to share about it, specifically looking at the fact that um, I mentioned before on the show, sorry, how are you? Good to see you. Love your thoughts and your comments. Tell me where you're coming from, um, wherever you are in the world. I'd love to have your interaction as well. Today is a kick up the butt. Not just for me, because it always is for me, but for you, because I really want you to think about your legacy. So the other day I mentioned on the show that Graham Goldman from 10CC, which is a huge band from the 70s that nobody's ever heard of, unless you're from the 70s, um, are reforming. Now, he's like 75 years old. And during lockdown, he's been making music, but he wants to go out and do the hits. And Godley and Cream, who you may probably not know either, were part of 10CC years ago. And uh, they're very famous, and they've got some incredible songs, and you don't know and don't care. Fine. Phil Collins and Genesis are now going on tour again. Phil, in his 70s, is going under ill health. And I actually worked with Phil Collins years ago when we did a concert for the Prince's Trust. And he was playing drums for me when I was singing on TV. I was singing All, all, um, all Right Now by Free. Do you want me to sing it now? I'm not going to, because it'd be terrible. All right, no. So I've worked with Phil Collins. Now, here's the thing. Phil Collins doesn't play drums anymore because his hands can't hold the sticks anymore. It's too painful. And he doesn't even stand up on stage. He sits on his seat. So as he said, I'm really old now. I'm not in great health. I'll do one last tour because I don't need to do it. And also, I don't really want to do it after this. I just want to do it, get it done, end of play. And he and the other guys in the band are going to join and so on. And I think Mike Rudford sits down and plays guitar all the way through, all people. But all our heroes are dropping like flies. It's very true. If you look at what happened with the Rolling Stones. In fact, did I say have a coffee? No. Tell you what. I'll talk about it in a minute. Here's your coffee. Always good to recharge your batteries. And uh, we'll talk about this more in a moment. Cheers. Mm. So as I was saying, it's really important to bring out another side to yourself and think about who am I when I want to go deep into who I really am. Because if you don't do that, then you'll never know how good you could be. So I was mentioning there about uh, Charlie Watts from the Rolling Stones, the drummer from Rolling Stones who passed away at the age of 80. Now the Rolling Stones, um, fascinating, great band, probably the biggest, greatest rock and roll band of all time. Even though I love seeing Queen more than them, Freddie Mercury, Freddie Mercury passed away, you know, 20, 30 years ago. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about your legacy. Now, if you've just caught this show, by the way, then there's more to be found uh, on my YouTube channel, which is here. So if you go to uh, youtube.com uh, backslash um, Dave Crane, then you can catch all my old episodes of the show, which are all there. Similarly, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, then there's my LinkedIn, which is uh, Dave Crane Dubai. 
So it's uh, linkedin.com backslash Dave Crane Dubai. You can catch up with me there because there's a lot of content I share there that isn't just video content. If you're into the stuff that I'm talking about, about legacy and personal development and speaking and growing your brand and earning money and getting digitized and, and connecting with people, if that interests you, then you'll catch more of it there. But what I wanted to refer to more in particular is this thing on Clipboard. Flipboard, my favorite uh, <laughs> my favorite channel. What's it called? Clipboard. No, it's not. It's called Flipboard. That's how much you love it. No. But Flipboard allows you to make your own magazine. Here's what I wanted to share with you. What rock fans don't admit. This article, amongst many other articles, when you connected my own channel, which is here, Dave Crane, just connect on that when you go to Flipboard and you make your own magazine for free, and it's brilliant. This article talks about rock stars are now dropping like flies. All the big ones, Paul uh, McCartney, Paul Simon, Bob Dylan's 80, Paul and Paul, and Paul, Paul McCartney, Paul Simon, 79 years old. You've got uh, guys in their 70s like Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys, Carol King, Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, Joni Mitchell, Jimmy Page, uh, Robert Plant, actually worked with Robert Plant as well, um, Ray Davis from the Kings, Robert, Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend from The Who. The names go on and on, Roger Waters and Dave Gilmore from Pink Floyd and Rod Stewart, Eric Clapton, Debbie Harry. All these stars are now in their 70s, which, to be honest with you, especially after the rock and roll lifestyles that they've enjoyed, unless it turns super vegan, super healthy, they're probably on their last legs. And this tour that they're doing right now may well be on their last tour. I don't mean this is disrespect. I don't mean it to be horrible. This is a fascinating article that you can catch on the week. So it's there. And if you want to have a look at it, then you can do. Go to uh, flipboard.com, find Dave Crane and the whole article and many more are stored there for you to have a good look at. But what I wanted to share with you is this article talks not just about the fact that these guys are getting old and catch them now, but the fact that they actually did their best material 40 years ago. When they were in their 20s and 30s, they made some incredible albums and songs. And it's a thing about rock and roll that maybe doesn't extend to movies, but it might do. I was trying to work it out. I was thinking, hold on, is that true? Yeah, it is true, because what happens with most of his artists is they put together a really, really good album and everyone goes bonkers for it or a hit and they rebel against everything and you love them and you fall in love with them and you follow them and you dress like them and all the stuff. Then what happens is they go on tour and everybody loves them. But they keep on doing it and their albums kind of slide down in quality. So for instance, the Rolling Stones will bring out a new album before going on tour around the world. And I've seen them, they're like the world's greatest pub band. I don't mean that disrespect, but don't do anything. They just stand there and play. Mick Jagger wobbles a little bit, and that's the Stones. Take it or leave it, that's the Stones. With a little, with a few, few, um, a few screens showing you the pub band that you've got today. But they're brilliant, and the songs are fantastic. But the songs are written 40, 50 years ago. Every time they bring out a new album, you're like, okay, can you not play any of the songs from a new album? Because I don't really care, and they're not really that good. Can you just play the hits that really worked? And why is that? Because if you think about most of the artists, and we're talking about, let's see, we're talking about Elton John, Brian Ferry, Van Morrison, you know, Don Henley, uh, Jackson Brown, all these artists, many of them still bring out albums, and you're kind of like, right, not sure if I care. Sometimes they're really good, sometimes they're a bit ropey, but tend to be good, like in the last 20 years, they brought out a good album, and a lot of stocking full of stuff. Why is that? And I think it's because rock and roll is down to the fact that when you're hungry, and you're young, and you're angry, you produce your best creative material. 
Later on, they're trying to recapture it and they're living on, on former glories. I don't mean this as disrespect at all. They're mega achievers and I love them and I'm a massive music fan of all the people I mentioned there. But there's something in it. I'd love to know your thoughts about it. Something in it about when you're young and you're hungry. Because what happens, I believe, is later on, they still enjoy being a rebel. And if you look at guys like John Lydon, for instance, from um, from uh, Public Image Limited and, the, and the, the Sex Pistols, and even not from his solo work, he's still a rebel, still completely, utterly bonkers and offensive, and that's what he is. But he's like in his 60s, 70s now. And he's like, whose granddad is that? Can you please tell me to sit down and stop swearing? So the attitude can still be there. But if you're a multimillionaire and you've got the lifestyle and you've got the Lamborghinis, you can travel and go anywhere you want, do anything you want, have as much as you want. What are you rebelling against? What is it that you really want to change? Because you are now the establishment of music that you rebelled against in the first place. Now, some people like Billy Joel, it mentions it in this article, Billy Joel and people like Celine Dion, I think Britney Spears did it as well, and a couple of others, have gone to Vegas and said, right, this is it. I'm only going to play my best music. I'm not going to come out with new stuff because I don't think it's going to top the stuff I did before, but if you love it, I'll carry on doing it. And they do it. So Billy Joel has gone stick. Like, if you're playing cards, stick, that's it. I don't want to do it anymore, which I thoroughly respect. But I just thought, what makes them tick? What makes it happen like that? And at what point do you say, that is my best stuff? Because often, as an ex-DJ, when you play 60s music, that's okay. My parents loved it in the 70s and 80s. But 80s is mine, and maybe early 90s. That's the time I really fell in love with music, because I'm in my 50s now. And so anything from there, I go, oh, that's fantastic. But can you imagine being a one-hit wonder, or you have... Typically, you bring out one hit, that's great, a follow-up, that's okay, a third one, which is a bit ropey, and it's usually a ballad, and then your album comes out, which everybody loves. And what happens is the next album that comes up is rushed. So you've got five, ten years of building up this first album that blows everybody away. The next album, they say, right, you've got to bring something else out. So you work really hard, and in 99% of the time, the second album is a bit, uh, but it's more of the same, so it's okay. In many cases, it's not, it's terrible. So the third album comes out, but you've lost your deal, and you've got no money, and the old way of doing stuff, on, um, in the music business was you'd be basically sponsored by a record company they'd throw a load of money at you you'd go on tour but they wanted all the money back plus plus by making you into a star so many groups actually crumbled on the third album because there's no way they're going to make money and there's no way they're going to be able to pay back so it was easier to split the band than it was to continue doing the stuff that their entire life they'd been in love with doing that's the nature of the music industry and I wonder how that fits in with the industries that we're looking at right now I'm just fascinated by it because I want to say to you that what I share with people is how to really become an industry expert by learning to pitch your business. So I don't say become a rock star, but become a rock star in your niche. So as a result of that, what we're talking about is whether you are a car manufacturer or a car mechanic or you make cakes or you're, you know, you're, you're, you're a chef, whatever it is that you do, you have an art around what you do could be an accountant, doesn't matter. There's something in it. And I think the longevity is there if you're not trying to create music. You're not trying to do anything wow that has to do with like a celebrity status. You can easily become a niche celebrity in your industry by creating that book, by doing that TV show, by making a podcast, by doing live events and speaking, by growing a tribe, by having an online course. Now, a lot of people are doing this. Why? Because it works. It means you're not rock and roll like the artists we showed before, but you've got something that will go on forever. And your experience allows you to be a star in what you do forever. I think that's the angle. 
That's why I teach people how to be an industry icon. Does that make sense? So speaking is your, your, your rock and roll. You don't have to play music, you don't have to do anything, but you have to think about what you do and share that with people. If you want to know how to do that properly, then talk to me. That's what I do. And so I'm going to share with you one of my rock and roll moments. About two, three years ago, before lockdown, I started making music videos because I could. And I'm going to share one with you. And it's not rock and roll. It's just me playing with music, the next DJ, and speaking of the things that I think are really cool. So let's take a dip into the video vault and take a look at this. Love your thoughts and your comments. It's great to see you. you a question what defines you what if you lost your money you lost your job you lost your house you lost your shoes you lost your friends you lost the ability to turn around and say to people this is what I want for my life what if you had no rights what if you had no clothes what if you had nowhere to live what if your passport went and you lost your ability to take a plane to anywhere in the world what if a bank didn't recognize you? What if nobody recognized you? What if you lost your health? And on top of that, you lost your will. What would you be after all those things? The truth is, you would still be you. Your phone, your gadgets, the people around you, they're what define you right now, but that's not who you truly are. The person you truly are is whoever you decide that you're going to be. And you can decide that person every single day. Every day you have a choice. You can stay where you are, you can look at the past, you can look at all the trophies on the shelf and the photos and the selfies of the places that you've been and the people you've met, and you can say, that is me, or you can say, that was me yesterday. The one that comes today, and when it comes tomorrow, could be anybody. And the adventure is, I'm going to define them right now. And that's why you create a roadmap and you define yourself every single day. You define yourself every single day. You don't get to redo it, but you do get to change it every single opportunity. So make the most of it. Be the very best you can. And I'll see you same time tomorrow. Like, share, comment, and breathe deeply. This is the way. Chill.